Welcome to the Roaring Twenties Podcast. I am your host, Peter Torres. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week. It is Friday, baby. I'm desperately in need of a Friday. This week has been kicking my ass, as per usual, because it is busy season for accountants. But, um, yeah, you know how it is. Um, what the actual heck and heck is going on with the stock market right now? I dive into that with, uh, my buddy, my old teammate, Ricky Bondo, AKA Nick Kondo, um, uh, former U Albany baseball shortstop, current Chapman university baseball shortstop. For those who don't know, Chapman university is in Cali, California. So just talking to Nick about, uh, you know, what's been going on in the stock market and, you know, what life is like in California and how that transition has been for him from, uh, you know, upstate cold, cold as hell New York to um, the sweet life in Cali. So, yeah, just a great conversation. Hope everyone likes it. If you're listening, you're from Albany, you know, a lot of shout outs from different people in Albany there. So go give it a listen. But, um, hey, cheers to being in your 20s and your 2020s. Who it? Good friend Ricky Bondo here. That's right, Rick Bondo, one of my old teammates at the University of Albany. Basically, in my opinion, the closest thing to Jordan Belfort, probably just with all different aspects, just living a crazy lifestyle from out of uh, Saratoga, New York. Now the new recent uh, MBA at Chapman University. Nick, how are we doing? How's it going, Pete? Uh, it's an honor to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I wanted to have you on. Let's. Let's talk about what's the most obvious thing first. A lot of people are confused. A lot of people are unsure about the shit show or craziness that's been going on with the stock market. Um, me personally, I actually bought 20-something shares of AMC and 20-something uh, shares of Nokia. I kind of got a little spice of it. What are your thoughts? And like, maybe you can explain for people that don't really understand what actually happened today in the trading world. All right. Well, I think shit show is a good word to describe it. Um, but just to sum it up, what's going on this week, because I think you need to start with what happened last week is basically Wall Street decided to take a short position on GameStop, AMC and other companies and a group of Reddit users. And uh, it, it started to catch like a wildfire. Basically, the whole Internet decided to collectively start buying these shares and so by the way like shorting for the people who aren't really familiar with it is basically to bet against so when these stocks do well they wall street loses money which is it's it's really interesting so basically this group of reddit users found out about these short positions and thought gamestop was un undervalued and basically started attacking wall street in these short positions by buying them and jacking up the price by the way, I owned GameStop earlier in the week. I actually sold it this morning. I still have an outstanding call option on AMC. So I'm rooted for AMC. But basically what happened, and I am not a fan of this, um, Robin Hood. So 
they've halted trading in the past due to volatility and that's completely fine completely normal just to they just halt trading they don't let people buy or sell just to kind of ease the tension and stuff but today and they sent out like a warning last night like you might be at risk if you're holding this like bunch of bullshit but today uh for the first time in my life i've ever seen this and like dave portnoy's freaking out about it they allowed people to sell but they didn't allow people to buy so that's a problem because the stock market the whole the whole point of the stock market is that you need a buyer and a seller so like robin hood is basically saying okay these hedge funds are losing a shit ton of money like this shouldn't be happening a bunch of amateur investors are jacking up the price like we need to stop this. So they took an unprecedented measure of just driving the price back down, I guess. But And it's really sketchy because here's the thing. Robinhood is funded by these hedge funds. So uh, Citadel is one of them that's getting crushed. Robinhood is funded by them, which makes things a little sketchy. And that's what, like, if you, if you go see Dave Portnoy's post, he has an absolute rant about it, and I couldn't agree more. I do agree that it's probably not the best thing for the market to have a bunch of people conspiring on Reddit and, and driving up prices like that. That is definitely not legal. And I also believe that the price of a stock should represent the company's valuation in some way. So it is getting out of control, but there is a lot better way of handling it because think about it. You need a buyer and a seller. So if everyone wants to buy, then... The stock should go up. The stock should go up. But also, if there's not sellers, then then you probably can't buy. So I just think Robinhood should have dealt with it in a, in, in a bunch of brokerage. We're doing this too. And I, I mean, they're going to see lawsuits. And I think they don't give a shit because in their mind, they think, okay, we'd rather pay a couple million dollars in lawyers to save our ass than lose $10 billion on a hedge fund. So... I think uh, what's what was cool about today. I mean, listen, I had money. I saw money, my money going down. I, you know, it wasn't like my life savings, but I think what found it so rejuvenating is that where the little man was able to win, that there was a new way for the little man to overtake these hedge fund managers and hedge funds that have just so much amount of money coming in, where they were able to take a piece of that and they were able to found some find some sort of loophole. And the rules were then changed for these hedge fund managers to like be back on the same path. And that's what I think brought so much rage today because of like all of these Reddit, Reddit people just hopping all in, all in on one stock or two or three stocks, like taking, taking advantage of these retail stocks. And it was like, I honestly, I kind of wanted to just be a part of it. I didn't really give a shit. I just thought I was like, it was cool just to like be on the same side, just like little guy versus the big man, big people on wall street. Yeah. And, and listen, bubbles happen all the time. Like it's super common. Like everybody knows that like when you're investing in these types of companies that are just skyrocketing for no reason, that it's going to pop at some point. And honestly, if Robinhood just waited it out, I'm sure they, people would have saw seen a huge sell-off. Like there's going to be a time where like people on Reddit are going to be like, okay, we've made our gains. Let's finally sell. Okay. And the only thing is they're targeting, like specifically targeting these hedge funds. And and that's kind of a problem, but I do agree. I mean- Like a, a little match into the fire. Like, I feel like if Robinhood didn't do that, 
it's almost like they wouldn't like this rage now people want to take what they can get now people are more enthusiastic about investing rather than if today maybe it just went up 55 percent or maybe a hundred percent but then at the day after it went down i think i think people were so like for the first time ever last night before i went to bed i was actually like enthusiastic about waking up for 9 30 a.m and like I have had shares. I have had my Roth IRA. Like I, I never really look at that because I'm more of a long-term guy. But for the first time, I was like interested in day trading, and it's like cool seeing everyone just like scratch and claw for like trying to find new services now, like Webull and TD Ameritrade and E-Trade. It's like it was like a straight-up war zone today. Honestly, us being finance people and like through the through the grapevine of like being in finance and like you're an MBA, I'm an accountant. It's like, this is like literally one of the most historic days ever. Like we could talk about this to like literally our kids of how crazy that we were able to find this loophole. Yeah. I, I mean, like when you see GameStop go up a thousand percent, like you bet your ass I'm, I'm going to be involved in that. Like I want to make a little quick buck, but I mean like tomorrow, I think we're going to see a, they said Robin hood is going to limit trading. They're going to start out open. So I guarantee like, you're right. you got these pissed off people on the internet. They're ready to buy AMC tomorrow. As soon as the market opens, that thing's going to go straight up. And then Robin Hood's going to say, oh, wait, no, it can't go up that high. Uh, we're going to limit trading. And yeah, like- they are They are limiting the amount. I'm not sure what the volume of that is, but they're limited. They, I got a message today that said that we are allowing you to buy them, but only a certain amount. Yeah. So like, like I kind of I kind of got all my juice in, but like that just enrages people more. Yeah, and like I I sold all my GameStop this morning. I was in Nokia that I've lost. Like I, I've been up and down, but I do have a call tomorrow on AMC. And like now I just have to watch when Robinhood is gonna step in. Like it's up to Robinhood, like how much money everybody makes. So I basically have to fucking sit on my phone all day tomorrow and just wait until Robinhood halts trading. Because obviously, if they halt trading, the price is going to go straight down. So, like, it's just, it's all messed up. And, like, I, I think that the market should be a free traded market, but also regulated. Like, I'm sure there's some people on Reddit that are responsible for jacking up the price or, or manipulation or conspiracy. And the SEC was all over that. The White House was all over that. So, I don't know why Robinhood needed to step in. I think that maybe somebody else should have gotten thrown in jail maybe or but like now i think it's just a mess and and you're right i think people are pissed off now and it's like okay we actually are gonna try harder now so i mean i really don't know what's gonna happen it's kind of crazy and like the other thing is the market's gonna close on friday and something's gonna happen over the weekend because there's gonna be no trading over the weekend something's gonna happen Do and you, like um, i think the sec should have stepped in instead of robin do you think um after maybe this whole mess of a finance of a trading week with all this stuff do you think a lot of people are saying they're backing out of robin hood they're taking their money elsewhere they're taking their uh, shares elsewhere do you think you're going to do that i i'm, I'm kind of up in the air with that right now because i know i haven't gone into options and like we don't have to go into options it's a very complicated process but you know the options process on robin hood is a lot easier than all those other ones do you think you're going to back out and like maybe go to webull or any of those other companies or yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really thought about it personally, so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do personally. I do know Robinhood got the most one-star 
ratings like yeah, ever and out in like one hour and like a ton of people are going to leave but like listen like there's other brokerages doing the same thing and like yeah it is tough to kind of switch over like it's kind of like i don't know move into a new state i don't know you're just going to be unfamiliar with it like that's the thing i like about robin hood is i'm used to it i know exactly like if i want to make a trade in a minute then i can do it like with if i go to a new brokerage i'm gonna have to re- like relearn it um and it might be worth it if they're gonna keep pulling this shit so yeah um because i know i mean people were saying that they were gonna leave when it crashed during the pandemic when there's a ton of volatility but I, I don't really think like many people did i'm sure some people did but um yeah i don't, I don't know what i'm gonna do personally i'm gonna see how much money i make off it amc or, or lose money off amc tomorrow and i'm pretty sure that's going to go into my decision but we're going to see i want to see what they do as a whole because i think like they're going to start regulating shorting they're going to they're going to they're going to throw some big stuff at us i think you know in a way i was like it was almost like it was gambling like i kind of found like it, i thought it was like fun like and you know i sports gamble uh, a decent amount and it's like it kind of felt like that type of adrenaline rush where like everyone was all in on the same pick and like, regardless if it went down, we go down together, but like to see like the amount of people that are like jumping in on this and like the passion that people now have for investing when like, we've kind of like been around that loop or people that have maybe been around it for a long time, just seeing more and more people be passionate about investing their money. It's like, you know, this is like, this is something that's like never happened before, like in, in our, in our lives. Yeah, I, I told my buddy that investing in GameStop for me, like what I was going to do is it, it's like sitting at the blackjack table. I'm going to go up, but I'm not getting out. I'm not getting up until I've lost all my money. So I was like, I'm holding out on GameStop. I got nervous and sold it this morning, but that's been my mentality for that. <laughs> all right, we can we can move on to the people that aren't the finance people, but maybe we'll have wanted a little insight. Let's talk about now. How you doing, bro? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in a while. I know you're living the living lavish right now in LA or is it LA? It's yeah, Orange, Orange County. Orange County, right? Close, yeah. Close, yeah. So, uh, how is the how is the cultural difference? Let's see like how is it, uh, how has that transition been? I know I know you love it. So, you can okay, rave about I, LA I, for I a little bit. Think about that for a second. Cultural difference. Well, first off, the pizza sucks. I I have I can see you still got that northeast twang in you a little bit, so yeah. you don't really look too <laughs> infiltrated by this. I've gotten life. bread and cheese served to me every single time I've ordered a pizza, which is unfortunate. But the Mexican food is unreal. Tacos are there's a bunch of taquerias out here, and they're just unreal breakfast burritos. Um, so, and then and not much Italian food either. So that's definitely a big change from York. And I'm in Southern California, so like we're pretty close to Mexico, but like the Italian food and like the pizza is definitely something I miss. I think the first thing I had when I came home was a fat slice of pizza, but, and like in terms of the people, um, everyone's just like happy and like, like they always are like, Oh, like let's get a surf, bruh. Just different vibes. <laughs> yeah. Different vibes for sure. And like New York is like, all right, let's cut to the chase. Let's everyone's an asshole, but like, in a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> So you're on the baseball team at Chapman right now. Do you think being an outsider, like from New York, do you think that's maybe helped you, you know, cause you only, you just transferred there. You've been, you know, your fifth year. Like, how has that been like welcoming into your teammates? I know we had Jackson on before he was in Florida. How has it been for you with California, which is like a totally different lifestyle, totally different upbringing? Well, I actually moved in 
with another kid from New York who's who's also a transfer. So when I That's came, out. like, oh, this is like Mike, Mike part two. My roommate's name's Mike. Um, so, but but everyone was like pretty warm, welcoming me, and uh, the guys are awesome. I mean, I, I kind of expected that. I I had Connor Morris Rowe kind of put in a good word for me because he played summer ball with a few of the guys. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm loving the guys out here. They're definitely uh, a lot of good people, and I'm, I'm making a lot of good friends. That's nice. I saw Morrisow visited you. How'd that go? Yeah, he's in Palm Springs right now, and he's probably crying right now because yeah. of, of the Packers. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably sitting on his thumb somewhere. Simo, if you listen to this, shout out to you, bro. Miss you. Yeah, shout, shout out, Simo. What about the beaches? We, I know, dude. It looks like you're on vacation. Yeah. No, in all honesty, it looks like you. You're either on the beach or or skiing or doing something that I wish I was doing. <laughs> Yeah, those California sunsets, you can't get enough of those. But, yeah, I try to make it to the beach as much as I possibly can because I'm only, I'm only 20 minutes from Newport and Huntington. But, yeah, they're they're unbelievable. They're they're huge. The surfing is great. I've been trying to learn how to surf, but I've been doing a pretty shitty job at that. Um, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's mad hard. And, like, the first time I went surfing, my buddy dragged me out at, like, 7 a.m. and, like, the water was like 30 degrees. I almost drowned. I was like, who does this for fun? Uh, but I do it so water. early. They do it so yeah, early. I was like, too. you it's guys. Cause... And then there was like 40 of them out there, like right next to the pier. I'm like, I'm going to die. Like literally die. Like the first time I like got up, the waves were like six feet high. And I, I was underwater for like, like a full, like 20 seconds, just rolling around. I had no idea where I was. And finally, like, I touch the bottom and I'm like, this is weird. I'm like a hundred yards offshore. I shouldn't be touching the bottom, but I realized which way it was up and I swam up and caught a breath before getting pummeled by another wave. Um, but I've been slowly learning, but definitely, definitely need to keep, keep improving. And uh, how much do you miss Albany? I miss Albany a lot. I mean, I know, I know it's different right now. Like it's, there's probably not a lot of guys there and, like a lot of my friends have graduated, most of them, but I do miss Albany. I do miss being close to home. And I actually do have another year of eligibility next year. So I was thinking about sending it back. Yeah. How were you able to get another year? Uh, I honestly couldn't. I have no idea, but D3 just announced a blanket waiver for athletes, whether they play or not. So I'm like, okay, might as well take a sixth year. I got one. Do you think? Do you ever think like maybe you want to want to take a year off and maybe just like enjoy that six year riding out, or do you like you actually uh, want well, to play? I think I'd lose. I think I'd lose my eligibility. Plus, I also graduate next year, so it's kind of like next year if I want to play, then like that's the last chance I can have. But um, I always said that like I'm all, I'm gonna hang up the cleats when somebody tells me I can't play any longer. So yeah. I think I'm gonna play as of right now, but but who yeah. knows? Like, things can change in a year. How was that? How was that like? I I never really talked to many guys on the team. How was that turmoil or like that whole flip the switch of the season ending last year? How did that like? What was going through your mind when that actually happened? Were you you know like upset? Obviously, there's a whole different life type of emotions going on. What was going on like when you guys had the bus turned around when you were going to uh, somewhere? I don't remember, I but I think it was uh, George Mason. But yeah, it was a fucking roller coaster. I mean, I I kind of anticipated it like the day before once ivy started shutting down their stuff 
NBA got canceled. Like you could kind of feel it. I actually, I texted my summer coach and I'm like, Hey, things don't work out. Like I want to go play with my brother down in Stetson. Uh, and then he didn't want me to because <laughs> we play in the same position, but I was like, all right, whatever. I don't want to go there anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a roller coaster. I mean, I remember getting home and just like breaking down and I just had no, like, it just felt like the world stopped for a second. And you're like, okay, what are you, what do we do now? Like this big season that we planned for is just all of a sudden canceled. But, and then you had the talk of like, okay, we might not get our year of eligibility back. So I'm like, okay, I just got my senior season ripped for me. And like my career's done like that feeling set for a little while, but once things kind of settled and we kind of had the, like people were talking about a blanket waiver and we were going to get our eligibility back, uh, which thank God we did. But um, once that happened, I started to feel a little better. And then at that point, it was just trying to like make a positive out of a negative. And- at what point did you think you're like, you know what, I, I got to start looking elsewhere. Maybe I have better opportunities somewhere else. Um, like right away, I was thinking about it just because I had thoughts about going to grad school before like the season ended and both coach Mueller and Kyer knew that. And so I kind of called them probably a couple weeks later and I was like, Hey, I just want to let you know that this is what I'm thinking. And they were fully supportive. I couldn't have asked them to um, handle it any differently. They were, they were awesome. But yeah, so right away I was, I was already doing a search for grad programs and then uh, it kind of just tailored a little bit to okay, what's their baseball program like? So um, for me, it was kind of school first when I was picking. Actually, for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to play baseball in the warmth. That was the number one. Yeah. I've been playing the baseball in the Northeast for too long. I finally want to go somewhere warm. So for me, that was my number one priority. I started looking at Southern schools. And then, then I was like, okay, I want to find a good fit for school and for baseball. And so I had, I had a list of schools uh, but Chapman was just perfect, like perfect with between baseball, school, location. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I came out here. Yeah, it, it seems like you've made the right decision, and I'm really glad for you, bud. Like, it seems like you're having a great time. I mean, I can't – I see your stories, and I'm like, he's you're living a fucking life right now. <laughs> Don't visit, bro. I know, I know. I have to, I have to. I, at least I know you have a whole nother year. So it's like it's yeah. definitely like – it's definitely also- not – it's I also got two beds in my garage because uh, Amazon, Amazon like sent my mattress a couple days late when I first got here. So I was like, yo, like never came. Then they sent me <laughs> another one. And then all of a sudden my first one came like two weeks later. So I just put them right next to each other and made a mega bed. Um, so living in Cal and Cali right now, do you think once, once Cali is done, what do you think is next up? Do you think you're going to stay out there? You're going to, you're, I told myself I wouldn't think, I wouldn't even think about that until like I had a solid year out here. And like, especially with Corona, like I'm not getting the full experience with everything. So I told myself I'd wait like a solid year or two before I figure that out. I don't want to make it. Yeah. You have time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do love home and, uh, but like in both, they both have benefits. I could see, I mean, regardless where you go, I could see you being like, Cali bro from now here on out or I could see you being literally a, high, a hedge fund manager at, in fucking Wall Street or yeah, I could see you I like I remember you used to always say Boston too you always you said Boston was like a good option I think yeah and honestly like today like you can work remote you can basically work from anywhere so I might That's never true. settle down <laughs> might be living in every state but 
realistically yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea what i want to do yet yeah which is fine so now let's get into some of the uh analytics stuff that we were talking about earlier particularly with the sports gambling and your new little process that you got going on you have a little new instagram page you may want to promote yeah condo analytics go give it a follow um but basically just i've been kind of dedicating my mba to sports just because i got here and i'm like okay what do i love sports so i want to work in sports um so I started working on an algorithm and I, I kind of talked about it with my statistics professor and I was able to make a pretty accurate NFL algorithm that I built like week 17 and carried it all the way through the playoffs and uh, just gave out free picks on Instagram for a while, but I'm hoping to make a website pretty soon. Another person, Matt Spar, he made an algorithm too. He kind of inspired me but he's, he's a computer engineer and he's, he's going like balls to the wall on that. But yeah, so I, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm hoping to do MBA, kind of improve it over time. I've always thought too, with sports, you know, accountants, like everyone needs accountants. So obviously like I would hope for, you know, if the opportunity presented and then Steve Cohen was like, Hey, we need an accountant. I would easily sign up for it. Where do you think like with sports, like within that path, do you think, like, what are good viable options for people that are interested in sports but maybe majoring in business right now? Um, well, there's a ton of different sides of sports. There's the agency side of things. There's the coaching side of things, um, like player relations. Uh, me, personally, I was studying business analytics at school. So, And the reason I kind of had the same idea you did, like, you can really apply it to any industry. You can apply accounting to any industry. Um, so that's kind of what interested me. And then I saw that, like, analytics is huge in sports and like I'm right here might as well apply it and kind of commit to it so I've been trying to stay on the analytical side of things but there's a ton of sides of sports like people who want to get into sports business there's agencies there's coaching and like a lot of it you need to start from the ground up it's a tough industry it's not like you can go in and start managing uh, a team or whatever like that but um, yeah I mean there's there's a ton of sides of it and there's a ton of ways to get involved um, Kevin Donati open a hitting facility. He's doing awesome. But I mean, there's a ton of examples, really. Shout out K Dot. Yeah, shout out K Dot. What's up, Rip City Academy? Go get, yeah. go check it out. It's kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. Seeing like you know we graduate like you know I'm a year older than you, but my like my senior class. It's nice seeing us, us all like kind of graduate and gravitate towards like different areas and how we're all like slowly getting into different successful paths of life like we got kenny with his photography thule with like all of his shindigs like i see you and Callie. you see like a whole bunch of people just all all of us are all starting to grow it's like crazy like how you know it's only it's been two years since like i've been playing baseball so it's like crazy like you know i still we yeah. still keep in touch and all that stuff so it's pretty uh, cool absolutely i think that like 10 years down the road we'll probably all find our way back together and, and combine everything with well, Kenny taking pictures. Do you doing the, the accounting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like those two make uh, relate. Yeah. Um, we'll find something. Yeah. But, um, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah. I think for me, nah, uh, I'm trying to think went to my first time, lost my Vegas virginity last weekend. Oh yeah. How'd that go? That place is nuts. 
Absolutely. How is it? With, how is Vegas? Let's let's talk about for people that want to go to Vegas. How's how's Vegas right now? I know you you, you Vegas just there. Vegas is popping, but I don't think it's just like the pools are closed, but and you got to wear masks during the casino. But like I went down to get breakfast at eight thirty in the morning. We were staying at Caesars, and the music was still bumping. There were still people at the table. Like a guy got up at eight thirty in the morning, and, like stumbled. I'm like that guy just spent all night losing his. <laughs> But I mean, there's guys smoking cig at, at eight in the morning, just like shit face. And I'm, so Vegas is still making money. But you think uh, you still think when do you think COVID is going to be done? When do you, um, I mean, I know I know, honestly, like how how normal has life been? I know Cali's kind of a mess, but how normal has life been in Cali compared to New York when it comes to Corona? I would say it's pretty similar. Um Cali's gotten stricter recently just because their cases keep rising. But in the fall, it was wide open. Like, you're going to bars, no mask. Uh, no one really gave a shit uh, in Orange County, at least. Like, L- L.A. is completely closed down. So it's kind it kind of goes by county. Now it's pretty shut down. But, like, you can always go to the beach. You can, you can find ways to, like, hang out with your friends. So I, I don't think it's affecting me too much. But – because um, because the narrative is like you know if it's warm out there's no real issues with covid in california it's warm all the time yeah, yeah i don't know how true that is or if it's not but i felt like once it was warm in new york you know things kind of started getting back to normal a little bit yeah i think covid so like i mean this is just going off of like the economic analysis that we were doing in, in december that they were saying like third quarter fourth quarter maybe of uh 2021 just because the delays on the vaccine are going to push it back. So I honestly think, and like, who knows with the new strains, how it's going to affect. I mean, I think there's going to be a time, like, eventually where everyone just stops giving a shit. I mean, hopefully the governors stop, just stop. Like, they're like, all right, we've shut you down for three years now. Let's open everything up. But I'm hoping it's just completely gone by, like, the fourth quarter, maybe. Yeah. I mean, one summer is bad. Yeah. Two summers is that's tough. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean we're tough. all gonna go to Texas eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> My brother's in Florida and he's saying it's wide open. It's like they have no idea what COVID even is. I went to New York and it was an absolute it was terrible. It, it was, was it wasn't like there were people that it was it was around Christmas time. There were people there obviously like you know, Times Square checking out the tree, all that good stuff during Christmas time. But no restaurants, like, they weren't even, like, open to sit down, like, and you had to wear a mat. Like, they were dead closed. Yeah, I went to the city probably right before. Uh, oh, yeah, you were at the city, right? Yeah, yeah right, 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 before. right before the indoor dining ban. But, like, yeah, it was it was kind of depressing. It was a ghost town. I was able to skate uh, in front of Rockefeller, which is probably the only time I'll ever be able to do that. Um but yeah, it is. It's and same with Saratoga. It's like ghost town. Restaurants are closing. Hopefully, hopefully we can get the track open this summer again. I haven't been to Saratoga track, and I went to school in Albany for four years. You're in for one. I know, probably. I haven't. Yeah. I've been to. Be- have you been to Belmont? No, I won't. I've been, to, I've been to Belmont uh, two two times. Really? Yeah, I yeah. got. I'll I'll make it there eventually. I'm sure it's like this. I'm sure it's similar vibe. All right. Anything else? You got uh, you got any yeah. locks? You got any locks for tomorrow? 
not tomorrow. What's tomorrow Friday? It's kind yeah, of depressing. AMC. Tell everybody. AMC is the lock. Go buy AMC. Jack that price up. It's kind of depressing. Football's done now. It's not done. Well, it's I know the Super Bowl. I that's the last week, but it's like you know, football is football is realistically the best sport to bet on. Yeah, football football is my sport. I love watching football. I'm but, not I'm not a huge fan of basketball anymore. It's like there's so yeah, it's much more volatile. I think I think the NBA players are a bunch of prima donnas too. It's kind of it's kind of hard to like, you know, because NFL players at least they're going hard to the wall, balls to the wall, like each time, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all set. It was good talking to you, buddy. Um, yeah, you too, man. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, we'll, I'll we'll see get, you. We'll uh, chat. See you soon. Give me a call sometime. Yeah, we'll do. I'll check you. Um, maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow if AMC booms. Yeah, send me a text <laughs> or something. I hope AMC booms. I hope Nokia booms too. Everyone go buy it. Everyone go buy Dogecoin too. <laughs> all right. All right. Peace out, yo. All right, thanks for having me. No problem. I'll see you.